Welcome to the Ember Igniters podcast. I'm Jenna here with Fran today and we are your Ember Igniters. And if you have been following us on social media, you may already know, but back in 2023, the Lord really laid some things on our hearts. And one of those is he has placed some monthly themes on our podcast and for our ministry. And we are just excited to keep sharing that with you. Uh, We had an amazing episode last month with our friend Tim. And February has brought us to us talking about passion rooted in relationships. That's right. Um, You know, when most of us uh, think about this month of February, what's the first thing that we think about is... Valentine's Day, right? And uh, this is one of the days of the year where we publicly, literally express to our loved ones, either in a romantic way or just in um, uh, we we think about you or someone within our family. And um, we do that by sending things like flowers, chocolates, um, maybe we go out to dinner, you know, something to celebrate. And of course, we send Valentine cards. Oh, yes. Don't forget the age-old Valentine's (laughs) Day card. That's right. So when we think about the whole process, um, our hearts kind of go to, and and I love that, it's our hearts. So what we see a lot of is, especially when I was little, I loved the little boxes that you could get. You know, and they would have the little heart candy in them. And then it would say something like, you're mine. Or be mine. And I don't know what you all did with your little ones, but in my school, we could take those candies and we could pass them to Mm -hmm. someone. So, you know, elementary school, you know, the boys were giving girls little ones like you're my Valentine or whatever. But it really, it really uh, expressed this wonderful um, thought that someone's thinking about me. Someone cares about me. Isn't that fun? Yeah, that's very fun. I mean, even some people... They get engaged. I know. And pledge their whole lives together. I mean, it's a, it's a big day. It's a big day. Um, I mean, yeah. oh, to be young again, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And some people like to renew their vows. Oh, yes. I, I just thought of that. You know, I, uh, mm-hmm. there are people who literally like to renew their vows on that day because it is sort of the day that we say is all about love. love. <laughs> I love it. We do. We love it. So, Isn't it funny how, though, when we think about love... And all it has to do with Valentine's Day, we think about, like, being youthful. Yeah, we do. I mean, I mean, everyone has their own definition of what love is. And mm-hmm. and when you ask those around you, everyone's going to give you a variety of, of answers. But what I wonder is, why do we not think about it as of, well, let's just say the more experienced population? <laughs> I mean, in Proverbs sixteen thirty one, it even says, "Gray hair is the crown of your splendor." I mean, mine's coming. Who in. knew? Who knew <laughs> that when we got older, we got crowns in oh, yeah. this life? It's like rock your crown, girl, right? <laughs> but yet, this portion of the population is sometimes forgotten about the older that they get, and it kind of breaks my heart. And we're we're called to honor our father and our mother. That's right but also our grandparents. And I believe that, I mean, it's kind of like when I was a kid, right? 
we would spend so much time with our, our grandparents. I mean, my grandparents are really, they introduced Jesus to me mm. and they, they really uh, rooted that in me. And kids nowadays spend so much time with their grandparents yeah. because unfortunately daycare is kind of an astronomical expense and their grandparents are now babysitting these days yeah, that's to help what out. We do. Mm-hmm. And this kind of reminds me of a story, so sorry. But um, when we would go to our grandparents' house every year for Easter, uh, my grandpa would always hide Easter eggs for us kids. So and fun. It so was fun. always the best. And he would always split us grandkids into two groups, you know, the older kids and the younger kids. He was fair. He was. Well, <laughs> I like that. It was so nice because it, he would hide the younger kids' eggs where it was really easy for them to find. Yeah. And he would make it really hard for us older kids. And, man, I just, I loved it. And I remember that the older I got um, and the more that I was involved in sports, uh, it was really harder for me to get there. Mm. And then I remember the one mm. day that uh, I went there for Easter and there were no Easter eggs. And oh, no. I remember going, wow, I missed it. Or this is what it's like to get older. Oh, yeah. Where traditions change or stop or That's a just good don't point. happen anymore. It, 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 families start to spread out more. Yeah. M- more activity begins to happen. And so you're not as close as a nuclear family anymore. Well, and the same thing happens like in family reunions. People, when you're younger, it seems like everybody comes. But then as you're older, it's it's harder to get everybody to come. And it's not that I I don't care for them any less because I was doing sports or anything like that. But I just, I wonder if they just felt that feeling. I I think what happens is is, um, life goes on. When we're young... Uh, we understand that wonderful feeling of having our cousins, our aunts, our uncles together. Now, I'm going to tell you, I did not have what Jenna had, and I did not have grandparents that were near me uh, because my parents were immigrants. My grandparents lived in the Netherlands, and they passed away when mm. my father's side when I was very young, and I only met my uh, mother's side um, when I was about five. So I didn't have that, and so I didn't have that. So my my family was the nucleus, but that's what we do, you know. And so life goes on. You get older. Like you said, you got involved in sports, so I see it with my grandkids right now. Mm. You know, I see that um, when they were little, I could babysit them. They were toddlers. They would come sit on my lap. Now they're, you know, growing into 11-year-olds, and they don't want to sit on my lap. They barely want to talk to me because they're involved in soccer, and they're going here and there. And that's okay. However, there are those moments Mm -hmm. when I want to say, hey, stop. Here I am. Right. (laughs) And that more experienced generation uh, really just, they have so much to share with us and and give to us. I mean, I can't count the number of times that I would call my grandparents. I, I, I would get mad at my mom or we'd be <laughs> arguing or something. And I would say, well, she's not right. I'm calling her parents. And so I would call my granddaddy to ask his advice. And there were times where he uh, would kind of take me down a couple pegs. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> tell me when I was being unreasonable 
But the one thing that I always remember was that he always had the right thing to say mm. at the right time, but also in the most gentle way, just like Jesus. Oh, that's that's so beautiful. I mean, yeah, that's really, really so beautiful. Um, you know, uh, I didn't have that kind of relationship with my grandparents, and so um, it's a, a new thing for me to be a grandparent mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. know what kind of role I was supposed to play in my grandchildren's lives and even my children's life. You know, uh, I, will, I will interject that even as uh, an older generation, um, I sometimes am like, I don't, I don't need to send my son or my daughter a Valentine's card. They're getting it from their spouse or whatever. But it's been pricked in my heart as we've been looking at, you know, how do our passions uh, express themselves in the relationships that we have or how does love enter into that? And uh, so it is a bit of a two-way street yes. um, yeah. for us. So it's good to, to be reminded that I, too, um, can continue to share love through the expressions of cards and flowers and fun and I mean, stuff. I believe that, um, you know, we have a great example with Jesus as God's son. Um, as his son, he honored his father. He did. In everything that he did, he was very patient. He was very kind. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't envious or even boastful. No, that's really true. Um, he is one of the greatest examples. Um, you know, there's a... a large portion of the scripture in John, the last, like from about chapter 14 to about chapter 17, where he's talking to his followers, were his very, very, very close followers. They were called his disciples. And um, he wanted them to have the exact same mm-hmm. honoring, loving, caring relationship with the father that he had. And he prayed that on behalf of all of us that we could have that kind of relationship. Um, It's a beautiful portion of the Word of God where he says, this is how you can treat each other. That's right. Yeah. Well, and his follower, follower, Paul, uh, wrote, love is patient, love is kind, Mm -hmm. it doesn't envy, it doesn't boast, it is not proud in 1 Corinthians one thirty four. Right. And he continues where love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. Well, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that the whole aspect of love he's laying out. Um, Paul had that type of relationship with Jesus, even though in his personal life, um, he probably originally did not have that kind of relationship with God. And I think that um, when he continued in that same chapter, it's really, it was uh, actually uh, Corinthians 13. Oh, it's called the love chapter in the Bible. Gotcha. Um, it, it talks about what are, what are the three things in the Word of God that, that last. He said, you know, love is the most important thing. And um, uh, it's written in such a way, his half-brother John um, also wrote, uh, three small little epistles they're called mm-hmm. in the in the Bible, and he says in First John uh, three eighteen he says, "Let us not love uh, with words um, or speech, but with action and in truth." So it's a reminder 
like I can say all the time to my children, I love you, I love you. And, and I believe they hear me, but then it's like you're just tossing it off. But when you do something out of the ordinary that expresses that love, and it's from your heart, which is where your truth resides, mm -hmm. then you're letting that individual, whether it's your wife or your children or your girlfriend or um, your grandparents, say, I really think about you. That's what Jesus said to us. You are always in my thoughts. I think I that's where actions speak louder than words also comes from, too. Probably. Yeah, I think that's really, really true. So um, this is, you know, a kind of a year in which we're looking to see how God is going to move us in new directions. Mm -hmm. um, we had that wonderful um, interview last month where we were encouraged Very much that so. seasons are new in our life. And what follows right after that is, is the whole month of February where we're thinking roses and we're thinking, you know, where I'm wearing my pink today because this is sort of like my saying, here we are, we have pink roses, red roses, and I wanted to feel engulfed in that feeling of saying, this is a month where we can show people exactly what it means to love someone. Yeah, so this February, we ask you to take a look at your relationships that are around you, um, especially the ones with um, I hate saying older, but you're older than some of us. So uh, the older people around you, uh, your grandparents, and what are some of the ways that you can express gratitude for them or even express your love for them? It could be simply as just spending some quality time mm -hmm. with them mm -hmm. or listening to their stories, seeking their advice. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's helping them with the task they're struggling with. I mean... Unfortunately, technology is a great example for some <laughs> yes. uh, because the younger generation grew up with technology. So to us, we just think of it as a simple tool and we just kind of often sometimes You're run quick around. at it. You're just much quicker <laughs> at it than we are. <laughs> but I think even sometimes we just run around thinking like, why do you find this so hard? But it's true. We, <laughs> we grew up with it. We've had it our whole life. They didn't. And I think... The younger generation forgets that. Uh, it's part of the wisdom piece that we miss mm -hmm. a lot because we just kind of dismiss it mm -hmm. almost of like, mm -hmm. well, you should know this. Well, not really. <laughs> um, and really, we just want you to understand that there will also be challenges sometimes with uh, doing these things. Uh, you may find yourself in a place where you need to extend patience and empathy. She, she does that with me. I mean, when we started this journey, I'm telling you, the thought of a video podcasting was overwhelming to me. I'm like, oh, no, what do I not know and what do I have to learn? And she's been gracious and patient with me. Uh, I'm still learning. And I, I love that. I, it really draws me closer to Jenna as a person who says she understands that I'm not as fast and I'm not as quick as maybe other people who get it right away. Uh, but I'm improving. You are. And <laughs> I'm so proud of her because the other, the other piece of it, though, is that she's willing to learn. I think a lot of us also miss that where uh, 
yeah, she might try to do something and it might not work the first time. I mean, even we had a discussion <laughs> last night uh, about something that wasn't working, but she was willing to take the time to, to say, hey, it's not working, even though she may have been a little frustrated and really learn the process. I mean, I can remember when my grandmother, um, I love her so much, <laughs> she uh, got an iPad for the first time oh, yeah. and was using it and realized she could text the whole family in one text message. And so she started this group text message, and which was awesome because uh, it's with my extended family that lives in Texas, and so... Uh, it's harder for us to see each yeah, other. Yeah. And so we would talk all the time on this text message within the family and share things and like, you know, first day of school pictures, all, all that stuff. And then all of a sudden we stopped calling. Oh yeah. Telephones. Well, we stopped calling because there was a, to us, the younger generation, there was a continual conversation that was happening because mm. there was dialogue every day. And really to our generation as well, we think of a phone call, I mean, really kind of back in the day was like for you to call and catch up because you haven't talked to that person in some time and you have things that you want to share and catch them up on. Well, when you're talking every day, those conversations on the phone aren't necessarily happening because you're frequently saying something. And I remember she started kind of getting really mad at all of us kids. And we were kind of like, what's going on with grandma? Like, we don't don't understand. I bet I know. (laughs) Yeah. Well, she couldn't comprehend until, I mean, we, I mean, I I explained it to her, but I mean, I think she's still kind of mad about it, to be honest. Um, But she couldn't wrap her head around the fact that because of all the texting and chatting Mm -hmm. so frequently, it was kind of chalked up to a phone call. And so in our family, like, we really have to be intentional about calling her. And, you know, we share all of this with you not to, you know, poke fun at uh, my grandmother or even, even Fran for that matter. But the relationships that you have around you are very important yeah. to really be able to carry out your God-given life assignment um, you I, need that wise counsel. Well, I want to interject that having been one of those people who originally like what happened to phone calls, um, there is a, a missing element when you text, um, just like there's a missing element when um, you write a letter or an email. You, you uh, see the words, but what you miss is the inflection of the voice or the sweetness of, or even the exhortation yes. that a, a grandparent might say, you know what, you need to stop doing that. Well, when you read that uh, just in a text, um, you can take anything that's written out of context. But when you hear it with your ear, it's, it's pretty clear, or if it's not, in that exact moment, you can make sure, is this what I hear you saying to me? Yeah. So I love that um, I can text my daughter and my son. My son lives in Florida, so now we do a lot of FaceTime. Thank you, FaceTime. Yes. Because that sort of made the difference between we text, but we also FaceTime, and that brings back that feeling like, oh, I've seen you. I've seen the expressions on your faces. I think I can infer what you're saying. And um, for 
excuse me, <clears throat> for that to happen uh, does make it feel more inclusive. It does. Yeah. I remember back in the day when they had video phones. <laughs> we went from phones to video phones to back to phones to cell phones. Um, but anyways, going back to what we were talking yeah. about. <laughs> um, you know, and as I was saying, we need yeah. that wise counsel of the, the older, more experienced generation uh, because especially when you're young, because the world is the one that's kind of feeding you. And if you don't have that wise counsel, you could start a forest fire of your life. <laughs> and it's that true. is not the best thing. Um, and remember that crown of gray, <laughs> you know, um, they are such a resilient generation. I mean, they, oh, you guys lived through things that we cannot even wrap our head around. I mean, the depression. Well, I, I love that I mean, you're saying that because there, there is going to be a time also in uh, the young people of today, you're going to get older like we do, and you're going to look back and go, look at what technologies have increased and moved. You know, I'm a person who sits here and says to you, I remember when there was no email. I remember when there yeah. were no computers. I remember uh, working a switchboard. Okay, so uh, in, in a what I think is a relatively short span of 50 years, Mm -hmm. um, may sound long to the younger generation, but it's not. 50 years, things have increased so rapidly. And it is difficult for us as an older generation to always grasp it all. Um, if you have a curious mind, that's wonderful because uh, I got into really wanting to understand how computers worked in the background. And that gave me a little bit of an edge but soon I discovered, when the digital age started, that I couldn't keep up. Um, and, and I didn't need it as much as today's generation. You know, I'm no longer in a workforce. But um, this is the way in which uh, my son is very fast. So I'll have to say to him sometimes, can you just slow down and show me? And sometimes I just say, do it. Well, and I think that brings up a good point, too, because... Um, I don't know if you remember when Tim Elmore came to our church and he was talking about how, um, you know, even 60, 70 years back, the number of decisions a person made in a day yeah. was very, very small. And nowadays, the number of decisions that a person makes on an average day from the time we wake up until the time we go to bed, because every little thing is a decision. Am I going to pick up my phone? Am I going to eat breakfast? Yeah. Am I going to go to work? I mean, all all of that, it's all a decision. And so I think that goes to the slow and fast because Good you point. didn't have all those decisions that you were mm -hmm. having to make. So learning and processing was a lot slower in our generation, we were, I mean, we we're kind of thrown in the deep end. Yeah, truly. From the time we were little to have to be quick, fast, hurry, make the decision and move on and learn or else that feeling of we're going to be left behind. And so from a loving standpoint, there's two ways I see this. Um, one is, yes, it's great when my children and grandchildren, 
you know, recognize me and are excited to see me and yell out my name. Um, they call me Oma because that's Dutch for grandma and that's my, my ethnic background. But it's also important for me to be an individual who can say, I really need you to help me understand something um, and not be angry when they're <clears throat> just doing things and we're saying, well, that didn't help me at all. If you have that in you, you can say, I'm going to reach out to, oh, excuse me, I'm going to reach out to my son or my daughter-in-law or to my, um, you know, grandchildren. Because the grandchildren, from the oh, time they're born, yes. <laughs> they know what this means, swiping, uh -huh. swiping. But to say, oh, I could really use your help. Mm -hmm. I think then what you do is you bridge that wonderful age difference and you stay relevant both with the younger generation and you help the uh, them know, yeah, there was a different time when these things were not a part of our framework. But I love that um, love can be expressed. Mm -hmm. Not just with the candies and the flowers, right. <laughs> which, by the way, I'm just saying, if anybody's listening, I love candies and flowers. You can send yeah, them to does. me. <laughs> <laughs> Can't eat the candies, but love them. Um, but it is really the acts that we were saying. Don't just say the words, but um, be a part of it in their life. They're, they're going to always, always remember that. I like that you brought up the point of the bridge. Uh, I've actually kind of experience the bridge in kind of a different way. Mm. Um, so I, as being a veteran, uh, I have uh, served in veteran service organizations and uh, in there are a lot of more experienced people and who are older. And those people were in positions of leadership. Mm. And uh, it really took uh, one guy understanding that hey, if we don't teach the younger generation how to be leaders, they're not going to be able to lead when we're gone. And I feel that the older generation doesn't take that, to me, I, I feel like it's a little bit of a duty. Mm -hmm. I don't feel they take that duty seriously. I mm -hmm. think they they look at it from an aspect of, well, being in leadership makes me powerful and important. Mm -hmm. And, well, that might be great for yourself, but you're not leaving a legacy. You're not empowering the younger generation. I mean, people, millennials really, for instance, they just want a seat at the table a lot of the time so that they can learn from you. It's not to take over. But unfortunately, the older generation sees us as a threat and is like, well, hey, no. We've always done it this way before, so this is the way we're going to do it. But you're missing out on so many opportunities it's because true. you're so stuck with, well, this is how we've done it, and this is how we're going to continue to do it, and if it ain't broke, don't fix it because it can't be improved. I think we forget that part. If it can be improved, it might be broken, and you might not be able to recognize that well, right and, away. And I, it, it just reminds me of the verse you quoted earlier. You know, what is love? Like we said, there's a hundred different definitions mm -hmm. for love. I have one, you may have one, and it's based on our experiences in life or, or the lack of experiences in our life. But what God said is truth. And he says, it's not envious. Yes. It's not filled with pride. It's kind. It's generous. It's compassionate. Now, when you think of those kinds of 
of words, they're all kind of rolled up into this thing about how do we feel about ourselves and how do we mm-hmm. feel about others? And the word of God is very clear that we are to love one another. And he, he goes so far in the word to say, even love your enemies. Well, I can say having coming out of a business world or a, a, a working world, let's yeah. just say it that way, um, that there are times when there is strife. Mm-hmm. And you can you can sit down and say it's my way or the highway, or you can have that kindness, that compassion, that ability to be patient and listen and say, well, let me hear what this person has to say. Is there value in it? And not judge before it even comes out their mouth. These are things that we see happening all the time. People are already ready to respond with their idea before they've had an opportunity to listen. And how do we learn to listen? I think the word of God is really clear about how you spend your Mm, time. mm -hmm. Do you spend time uh, listening to other people, being in uh, books of knowledge and wisdom, the Bible being one of them, and then saying, oh, there could be a different perspective here. I want to honor this person with their life. Being, uh, we talk about a God-given life assignment, but we are all life givers if we want to be, or we are speaking death. And that comes out of Proverbs 18. The tongue is either one for life or it's for death. Mm -hmm. I prefer to be a person for life. Amen. And so this month, you have every opportunity, woohoo, to go out there and do the most fun thing you can think of to do for someone that you haven't talked to in a long time who really needs just a little bit of, uh, I think about you. I love you. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. I There used to be an organization uh, here uh, where we live in Grand Rapids, and um, their sole mission was to... Uh, surprise uh, senior citizens with just gratitude. Hmm. And uh, I remember being at these events, seeing just the smiles on the faces of those uh, seniors that we were blessing. And that will forever be kind of burned in my, in my heart a little bit too, because it's very important and the younger generation doesn't think about it because they're not there yet. Um, <laughs> they're not experiencing yeah. it. Yeah. And so when we had the opportunity uh, impressed upon us to talk about love, it's just something that um, I really felt near and dear to, yeah. to share in the, um, something that was laid on my heart mm-hmm. uh, because the older generation is so important and the younger generation also needs to be open to, letting in the older generation too. And, uh, I love that you mentioned, uh, seeing different perspectives because different perspectives, um, I really tried to learn how to see both sides of the coin. Um, some people call it playing devil's advocate, right? Yeah. Um, but in that there's, there's a piece, a a growing piece that sometimes us millennials, uh, miss because, we're so proud or so confident that we're just going to draw the line in the sand and just be stuck there. And we just miss so much that even the Lord has for us because at times, I mean, 
the Lord placed this woman in my life and we would not have hung out otherwise. And not because she's not an amazing person. It's just that uh, I probably would have chalked it up to we have nothing in common. But immediately when we first met, uh, I think it was like maybe the first three or four sentences, <laughs> we were just like, oh, me too. And yeah, that was all God. But but I can say the same. As a, a person in the older generation, um, it's invigorating to have younger people around me. Um, you know, we may have a different perspective, but the commonality that we have is that we are based in Christ. Mm -hmm. And we, um, and this, this can be true anywhere that you go. If you look at others, I don't care who they are. They could be a different ethnicity than you. They can have a different language than you. If you look at them the same way as you look at yourself, a person with emotions and feelings, and you treat them the way you want to be treated. Jenna has more than been patient with me and kind to me, and um, we we bounce. I, I love that we do. We just bounce off of each other in a way that we're praying is glorifying to our Father in heaven, and we could talk all day. We really could. We really could <laughs> about all that we would want to share with you. Because you matter yes. to us. I don't see your face. I used to watch a program. I'm just going to tell this real quick story because it's so cute. Okay. We used to have a program called Romper Room. And I come from the West Coast, so I don't know if it was here. But there would be a teacher, and she had what she called a magic mirror. And she would. it was just a, an oval-shaped ring, you know, like a mirror, but there was nothing in it. And she would, she would, say, she would say, I'm taking out my magic mirror. And then she says, oh, I see Bobby. Bobby, how are you doing today? And so if you were named Bobby and you were watching this television, oh, my gosh, when you were five or six, you were like, she knows me. Oh. She knows me. You know, you could write into her and she would have your name and she would say things. And I remember thinking, oh, how special if my name were to be mentioned on Romper Room, you know. Um, but it's the same thing. If you can look at somebody and say, this is just the same person as me. I don't care what the color of their skin is, what ethnic background they came from. They have all the same things in them. My hopes, dreams, failures, successes, mm -hmm. everything. We have common ground immediately. We're humans. Yes. And I love that. And that's where we can love one another and say, what are you struggling with? Where do you need to go? How can we help you? So when we said let's start this ministry. What are we going to call ourselves? When God gave us the verse about fanning to flame, we knew. Fire. Jenna said, fire, it's fire. And I was about embers and we were going through, why, why can't we call ourselves ember igniters? Today, we hope that we fan something in you, that we ignite it, that we, we were able to just give you an extra dimension of yes. something that is really, relationships are really, really important in life. And if you're looking to develop your passion, to expand your business, to do whatever it is that you want to do, you're going to need relationships. And that's part of that activation piece because we want to empower you, ignite you, and then we want you to be activated to go out and do it. That's right. Well... I think yeah. that's it for today. Mm -hmm. 
Um, we do hope that we have encouraged you. And if you have, we'd love it if you'd subscribe and share. Let other people know that there is someone who is listening. We would love it if you would also um, go to our webpage and click on the prayer button and express what your needs are in prayer so that we can be praying for you. We're on YouTube, Spotify, Google, uh, Facebook. We're also having a website. Um, I think you all know it's under sparklightministry, all one word, dot com. And if you're looking for any of our past uh podcasts. You can just go to any of the channels that we're on and you can search us by Ember Igniter Podcast. So thank you for joining us today. And as we always love to say, now go out and set the world on fire.